0: Welcome to Talking Giants, Eagles 22, Giants 21. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Panic. We're presented by John Boy Media, and the Giants lose a freaking heartbreaker, man. Justin, I texted you after the game that I'm heartbroken, and then you sent me a screenshot of your tweet saying you're heartbroken, so we're bringing similar vibes to this. Um, I'm making a call right now, actually, because this is how we're going to start the podcast off. Hey, Danny how's it going? You're live on the podcast. You know what is your what is your pin tweet right now? What's my pin? <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, my pin tweet is a uh, uh is Evan Ingram a bust. Yes. Have a good night, Danny. Evan Ingram is a bust. There's so many things we need to talk about. Um but I th- I we have to start with Evan Ingram. Justin, we have been begging the- Garrett to use Ingram on the sideline, vertically, in different ways. And he you know what? He finally did it. He did it. I love the way Garrett used Ingram. And as long as Ingram's on this team, he should still be used that way. But he let us down. The drop pass that turns into an interception. Thankfully, James Bradbury saves us on that. And then a perfect pass to end the game. The game is over. The game has ended. And he drops it and lets us down. Lets us down. There's no winning with this guy, man. It's, it's if it's it's always one thing or the another. Where this year it's like you know when we we're arguing for Ingram, it's like oh it's always the next coaching staff. It's like eh the other the past coaching staffs. So it was really the injuries that was the issue, and then it's like Garrett's not using him the right way. Garrett uses him the right way, and he has two one drop leads to an interception, one drop leads to the game not being over. I, I mean obviously trading him, I, I is you know is super on the table, and I don't want to spend 10 minutes on Evan Ingram, but it just sucks, man, and that is going to be my memory from this game. That is going to be my memory from this game is Evan Ingram. There's other bad things we need to talk about. The defense giving up two touchdowns at the end. Andrew Thomas. But that is what I will remember
1: from this game. Now, I'm a young fan, so when I say this, you know, don't get really mad. I don't know if there has been a singular player in Giants history, Bobby, that fans have had so much patience where they recognize the talent, but we have waited this long for something to come to fruition on more than a four game basis. I don't know if there's been another player in Giants history that we've waited this long. You know, cause you can cause you can hate a player, right, like Curtis Riley. He doesn't have talent. You can hate a player like Al Golgotry. He's a bad football player. Bobby, Evan Ingram is hated and he's been hated this entire season, yet the talent is still there. And I'm done. Like, you know, you usually because the talent is there, you know, we hate guys like Riley because they're not talented. We hate guys like Ogletree, Eric Flowers, because they don't have talent. But Ingram is a guy that we that has talent, but I'm done. And I usually it takes a lot for me to say that I'm done with the player. Um if they're talented, but I'm, I'm done
0: with the phrase. If it's not one thing, it's another is Evan Ingram. Justin, this season started out. Ingram had some bad drops in that Pittsburgh game. And then Chicago, he has a drop um, where he slips. And then that turns into an interception in the red zone or, or close to the red zone. And then, then honestly, we started feeling bad for him. We start, it went from like pissed off to him to like, they're having him run these curls. This is not what Evan Ingram is built to do. You watch his press conference, and he looks depressed. And I honestly was feeling bad about Ingram. And then we started arguing for Ingram. Like, he needs to be used the right way. Which, like I said before, Justin, as bad as this game is, the way Evan Ingram was used tonight is the way he needs to be used. And then he does this, man. And like I said, it's just, we're not going to sit here and talk about Evan Ingram for 15 minutes,
1: but it literally is just, if it's not one thing, it is another with this dude. Yeah. Um, You would think that another team outside of Giants land because I know a lot of Giants fans are saying well even if you want to trade him what would you get guarantee you another team outside of Giants land would be willing to give up something more significant than we think but also I think Bobby people are going to want us to talk about the judge quote that came out after the game that says Engram did a lot of things to keep us in this game something along those lines you know he didn't throw him under the bus so in terms of talking about Joe Judge and is this no nonsense, you know, hard ass approach going to be lost within the locker room? You know, Joe Judge had an opportunity to throw his to throw one of his players under the bus today. And not only did he not do it, but his answer to a anti Evan Ingram question, he spun it into a pro Evan Ingram question. That's going and defending your players. So that's a Joe Judge yeah, spin for you. Will,
0: I always expect my coach to do that, you know? For ninety nine percent of the time, the thing is, is I mean, people are just gonna get pissed off at that, you know. Like yeah. they're gonna like that is gonna get if and if we continue to lose and there's quotes like that, that pisses people off. It doesn't bother me at all. No, it really doesn't. I got I pulled my hair out last year when it's like, why do you people expect Pat Strummer to throw guys under the bus? Yeah. you know. And people are like hey, I'm so sick of his
1: non-answers, and that's just. I mean, that's that's just how it works. We yeah. don't need to go into all that. Um, Bobby, I called. This game, you know, heading into this week, you know, it's either we're going to get the Band-Aid ripped right right out, you know, right from us, and we're going to be right back to reality and literally right back where we are, or it's like go time, or we can do this. And with about four minutes left in the fourth quarter, we were feeling go time. Um, It was 21-10, Uh, but not only was the Band-Aid ripped out from us, Bobby, but it's almost like... We just got heart surgery, and our stitches were just ripped out. I mean, it. This, I don't know the last time that I felt, you know, and I and I, I think it's it, it is different when you go to Giants games. You know, watching it on TV, you know, it, it that's that's an experience within itself, but it is different when you go to Giants games like myself. And Bobby, I don't know if there's been as devastating of a loss as this one. You know, you can maybe argue Carolina, twenty eighteen. With the big 60 yarder. But we were kind of behind for most of that game too. I think. But I, I think twenty fifteen, where we lost all those games within the final thirty seconds. I mean, it, it this is this is truly a heart heart heartbreaking feeling. And I don't even know like where where to go forward from here, because now I'm trying to think in my head about trade pieces. We're not going to talk about that now. But I don't even know where to go forward from here. I don't know.
0: And the reason it's so heartbreaking, Justin, is because this was This should have been the second most fun episode of Talking Giants history, second to the Daniel Jones debut. This is like, it was all playing out in my head. We took the two score lead on the touchdown, they're showing Shepard, and it's just in my head. It's like, we were going to have, we were going to be having a, we're fighting for the division. Like, we're going to, I'm going to, I was like, I was ready to like do, like, I had all this stuff playing in my head. I was going to be like, I have been a Wayne Gallman hater for the last two and a half years. I renounced my Wayne Gallman hater. Yeah. And, Jones throws the two, you know, the touchdown to Tate. It's like, yes, give guys chances to make plays. Yuz yes, does that. The 97-yard drive ends in a touchdown to Sterling Shepard, who is so huge for this football team and his show tonight. The the 80-yard run where he falls. It's supposed to, you know, laugh and have fun about that cuz they ended up scoring a touchdown on the drive. And it's that's why it's heartbreaking. It's because if this goes the right way, man, we're gloating 11 days Literally fighting like half a game back out of the division could be tied in the division if Dallas loses on Sunday. Yep. And we just crap the bed. The Giants crap the bed, man. And it's 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 just heartbreaking. You yeah. know, you
1: have a two touchdown lead. Um This team is designed like in its in Dave Gettleman's brain. This team is designed to play with the lead. You know, and, and I guess you can make an argument for every single NFL team. Well, of course, the object is winning, so you want to be ahead. But with the amount of resources that have gone to this offensive line, continually, continuously, and over and over again, you know, through multiple drafts, free agent signings, whatever, you know, Saquon Barkley obviously is hurt. Ignoring wide receiver in a way, the investment is being ahead in games, and they did it. That drive. That they were putting together towards the end, Wayne Gallman did it. He was breaking tackles. He was yeah. breaking arm tackles, and guys were opening up holes. And they were running out of the shotgun. And it was fun. It was you. You were seeing, okay, this is the plan. When the Giants have a lead late in the game, and when they have a lead in the second half, you were seeing how the plan was shaking out. And then you have a third and medium, third and intermediate. You who do you go to? Former first round pick. You know, it was a former first round pick, Evan Ingram, up the seam, who won his battle with your first round quarterback, who played a pretty darn good game. I don't know. I, I don't want to. Oh, gosh. I don't know how much I want. I don't want to really be defending Jones. I don't want this to be a defend Jones podcast, even though he deserves it, because I think he had a hell of a game. Yeah. He, honestly,
0: we don't even need, really need to talk
1: to about him. You know, like I don't feel the need to really talk about Jones after uh, there, this. Game. There's been slander. There has been. A ton, a ton of slander. I've seen a ton of slander. I'm done with Jones. Um, Even some other popular Giants people have said, yeah, I know things are bad around Jones. I won't name names. I know things are bad around Jones, but yeah, he still needs to be better. Well, of course he needs to be better. You lost the game. (laughs) Like, come on. Let's think with their brains here. But my whole point is that you saw the plan against bad football team in Philadelphia, but for two weeks in a row, you kind of saw the plan working and coming to fruition, and it's tough to put the game on all on one guy's shoulders, but it's tough not to for this game and doing that to Evan Ingram. It's tough.
0: I I, I guess I haven't been looking at Twitter, which is probably good for me. I also did mute the words Trevor Lawrence from my timeline, and it actually has made my my Twitter experience much better. Yeah, I I, I don't feel the need to defend. Jones after this game I mean he's I mean the touchdowns those are good the interception was on Ingram yeah. he made it happen I mean think about that play where Thomas gets beat inside he freaking scrambles he tosses gets it to the Gallman. ball to Goldman yeah. the 80 yard run yeah you could say the fumble at the end but it's like you have 20 seconds left with 40 yards yeah. to go like what do you have to better pocket it like what do you like it's uh like I, I don't feel I just don't feel any need to defend Jones yeah. from this game uh
1: Daniel Jones, this game, threw the ball in terms of his air yards. There were actually some plays where we threw it in the intermediate part of the field and guys were getting yards after the catch, which was nice. Sterling Shepard a few times. Um, Shepard in there, and I think Ingram going vertical opened some stuff up. Right, right. But but within within Daniel Jones specifically throwing the ball more than 10 yards down the field in terms of his air yards, he was 5 for 9, but technically... If Ingram catches that ball, you know, because there was a drop in there, six for nine. So again, Jones, when he was throwing the ball, you know, and, and now I, I have to reduce the numbers down to 10 yards because he was so conservative. He had four passing, He no, he had, he had one passing attempt greater, no, two, two passing attempts greater than 20 yards. One of them was the touchdown to Tate. The other one was the drop to Ingram. So I had to reduce yeah. down my number my numbers this week. But here here's why Bobby, so even though we're talking again how Garrett wasn't throwing the ball downfield and Jones wasn't throwing the ball downfield, here's why I'm more okay with it. If you look at his time to throw and his time before the release, it was less than two and a half seconds. That's good.
0: If you're good That's probably the lowest of his career. It, it is
1: that that's good. Because Bobby, if you're gonna not, if you're gonna be throwing the ball short, and their average compl- completed air yards was 4.4 yards. The intended air yards was 6. That is so, like, disgustingly low. But, again, just eye test of looking at this offense. They moved the ball today. I don't like how th- how married they were to running the ball on first down. I think it put them in terrible situations on second and third down, where, again, Daniel Jones has to make something happen. And there was a lot of punts in this game. But still, they put points on the board, and they did what they had to do. You didn't, you didn't have a defensive touchdown carrying you through this game, so that's what makes me happy about no. Jones's performance. That he was, you know, if you're going to throw the ball short, don't hold on to the ball.
0: Yeah, Jones had a good. Game. I mean, there's like, like I mean, I, I just don't feel the need to defend. Like he played fine today. He played good today. Um, you know, quote unquote, made it happen on, on multiple occasions. Um, so yeah. And I I honestly I didn't really have I don't even really have any notes on Jones I mean he, he played good today he played good today yeah jo- every name talks, drops that ball and the national media is talking about how good Daniel Jones like how good Daniel yeah. Jones was in this game um so that freaking sucks man that that sucks on the offense we need the Andrew Thomas man yeah you know he was my guy in the draft man it's two sacks today um a couple that a couple more that could have been. Matt Parrot, he played one series, gave up a sack. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Thomas, man, and it was this, it was the same stuff, man. It was like those inside spins, man, and he just had so much trouble c- guarding the inside. Um, the O line reports not going to be out for a few days because the All Twenty Two doesn't come out till Monday night next week. So sorry about that. But I mean, it's I, this was probably his worst game.
1: Yeah, you know? no, it definitely was. I, I'm I'm willing to bet a significant body part, not just an insignificant body part. I'm willing to yeah. bet, a, bet a significant well, body part that it was his worst game.
0: And there was, yeah, because the other games, it's like, okay, there's the one bad play. Like Dallas, the one bad play. Um, you know, Chicago, the one bad play. And then, like, everything else is good. Like, not perfect. But, like, for the most part, like, you're okay. If Like, if those one plays don't happen, we're not talking bad about Andrew Thomas. But this game was just brutal. Yeah, and, and, and then Parrot comes in and gives up a sack. And so, like, let's slow down with the Parrott stuff. Fleming sucked um a couple of times where like if Fleming was playing left tackle we'd be talking a lot more about him but because he's on the play side um it gets it gets um swept under the rug a little bit you know yeah. which is which is you know why right tackle is easier than left not just it's not just like oh it's easier to play it's easier for your mistakes to be hidden um but Fleming stinks uh, Yeah
1: something that I saw from Thomas tonight Bobby and actually I had the observation with him in terms of what you've seen from Thomas before tonight and before week seven, is you just saw there were physical, like just adjusting to the game type of mistakes that were being made, whether it's leaning, whether it's inside moves, steps, footwork, whatever. Tonight, what you saw was not just that, but I, for one of the first times, really, really saw mental lapses, not yes. looking confident, not like I'm going to stick with the move. If there's a guy coming to the outside of me, if there's a guy coming to the inside, I'm going to stick with somebody and I'm just going to make the play that's in front of me that I can make. It, so it wasn't just losing momentum and losing the battle physically, but it was just not looking confident, not looking smooth. Um, and that's where I would start to get really worried with him.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, I'm sure his confidence is shot. Yeah, which I don't, I, you know, I wouldn't blame him for having his confidence shot. Yeah, I don't know what they do there, man. Like I've been pretty patient, and I know now this is as raw as we'll get because we're recording 45 minutes after the game without rewatching the game. But I'm almost at like you know what? Maybe put him at right tackle because it's a this next, rest of the season is about the future, and he can gain a little confidence over there, and more he's thinking more about his technique because he is playing an opposite side for the first time in two and a half years. I don't know. I don't know what they do. Like I said, I'm I'm raw right now. It stinks. Yeah. yeah. Um, um. So I think we kind of fit everything on the offense, right?
1: Yes, yeah, Sterling Shepard is important. I I don't Very important, man. I, I you know, and it's for the reasons why I talked about all, all summer and I kind of, you know, we kind of talked about it in our preview show too. He's just very important. He's the best route runner on this team. He was targeted a little bit deeper down the field uh than I thought, at least on one of his catches. Uh he had a third down reception today, which he him and Golden Tate had very good third down reception numbers for first downs in 2019. Jones needs him and he trusts him. And it showed today the offense just felt different today with him in there. And Wayne, Wayne Gallman. Is Wayne Gallman running back one from here on out, even if uh what uh Freeman's healthy?
0: I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard for me to we'll think. Do I mean, it he, in he the even four yards. Per- like I said, I was ready to do the Wayne Gallman thing, but at the end of the day, he only averaged three point four yeah. yards per carry. But he did. Ha- he had big plays. I, I don't want to. I'm very happy with what Wayne Gallman was. I was yeah. getting ready to have a Wayne Gallman party. But yeah, Shepard on the season has fourteen for eighteen receptions. So his his catch rate right now is. Hold on. Very, Very low Golden. sample size, but yes, seventy-eight percent. Yeah, that's. But I mean, it, it's he's probably has. I mean, with six catches today, he has sixteen catches. I mean, he. I think he has the same amount of catches as, as Golden Tate. That would not surprise. I think me. Golden. I I think Tate had fifteen catches coming to the game. He had the one catch today. It was a touchdown. But I mean, I think he has the. So yeah, it's a small sample size, but it's not.
1: Yeah, you know. I think that's more of a reflection on Golden Tate than uh. Than Sterling Shepard, Bobby. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> 78%
0: catch rate is good. Yeah. Um, all right, you want to do the ad and we'll talk about the defense? Yeah,
1: let's uh let's do the ad. Week seven of football is upon us, and now it is time to get into the week that is coming up ahead. There is no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, to add to the excitement of week seven DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, Head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings offers great odd boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. Don't worry, football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving you all basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. So bet the Knicks to lose like the Giants. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your Convenience, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY, J-O-M-B-O-Y, when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code JOMBOY to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 for limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey only. Bonus compromise of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling prom Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Bobby, let's get into the defense. Yeah, why don't don't you take it away? I want to hear your thoughts. Man, um, so here's first off. One of my keys to the game, and I put this in the YouTube video, and I put this on um, even when we were just talking casually on the podcast. Our injuries, even Mm -hmm. though they didn't, you know, they're not as bad as the Eagles. I understand that. But our injuries, the guys that we lost, Tay Crowder, Devontae Downs made a couple good plays tonight, largely looked lost. Um, Yeah, he sucks. David Mayo is David Mayo. Adrian Colbert being out. You know, Julian Love is also struggling with an injury. Jabril Peppers is also struggling with some sort of lingering ankle injury, something lower body. But Adrian Colbert being out is now forcing Nate Ebner. And also Xavier McKinney's out. So it's not like, you know, I, you know, I don't want to really want to defend Gettleman, but it's not like Nate Ebner was a part of the 2020 Giants plans for him to be playing. It's not, you know, maybe they did play
0: in week two, though. maybe
1: maybe fault them for not going out and signing another guy. But, you know, Nate Ebner was not a part of the plants. So I'm not really going to, you know, slam my fists on the table. Darnay Holmes being out. I don't know why we saw so much of Ballantyne and Madre. Don't know why we saw so much of them when, you know, you have Lewis and you have Bradbury and Ryan. Were they using Ryan at safety? And then they were using another slot corner. You know, it was just all very curious to me. But that was that is my key number, my note number one from this game. And Carson Wentz just carved this defense. He got off to a little bit of a rough start in the third quarter and kind of the second quarter. But the first quarter and the fourth quarter, Carved this defense, and they were playing zone. Yeah, man. Um, I, I,
0: we felt the injuries tonight. I was actually, if I was going to start off, I would have started off the same way you did. Not having Holmes forces Logan Ryan to come play corner. That means Love has to play safety, and that we can't really do three. When we do three, do three safety looks, it's Nate Ebner on the field, so it's kind of a waste of of uh, being out there. You can bring up two good plays from Devontae Downs. He sucks. Um, David Mayo should have played every single rep that Devontae Downs did. And then they were putting downs on the edge, and it's like, why is Marcus Golden not out there? If that's my, my my only that's my biggest issue with with Graham, and I love Graham, is well, he is our best pass rusher. It's c- so clear cut to me that he is our best pass rusher. And I get he's not versatile, but I'd rather just have a good pass rusher out there than Devontae Downs. I would like, and I, and Cam Brown. It's cool that he's playing, but it's like he hasn't done anything. Yeah, man. I mean, Wentz. As much as he's nuts and throws these turnovers, he has special talent, man. And that yeah. touch, that throw to Scott in the end zone—I mean, that
1: you know—he shows it off, making plays. I mean, you want uh, you he, want peppers. I mean, the thing that's frustrating there, Bobby, is that that's a backup running back. You're you know, Miles Sanders is you know he, he's the next best thing, and that's a backup running back. On peppers had pretty solid coverage, but just couldn't get his head around couldn't see the ball, didn't slap the ball out, couldn't make a play on the ball, and Carson Wentz just makes a perfect throw. You know, um, and Carson Wentz Ryan has been, gets burnt. He's been one of the most least accurate quarterbacks in the National Football League, and we saw it in the second, third quarter. Sure. We saw it. We saw it happening, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. You know, Bradbury has an interception. I mean, that saves us from three points.
1: That was an amazing play to get at your feet in bounds, athletic play locate the ball in the air. This is two
0: weeks in a row. We've seen this soft zone from Graham. I thought it was maybe something uh, there. There was a lot of different stuff today, but it was this soft. zone. It was the soft zone that got the Giants beat for the most part.
1: They brought pressure that, you know, that's a, this is, this is the thing with Pat Mahomes. You know, I, I, the reason why you want to bring pressure on Carson Wentz is because he's been inaccurate all year. That's why you want to bring pressure on Carson Wentz. Now, Carson Wentz in the first quarter and the fourth quarter played out of his mind today. So when you have a quarterback that's playing out of their mind like that, where they're expanding plays and they're running outside the pocket, and it doesn't matter, you know, if they have if you have four guys chasing them, they're going to make an incredible throw. Then you don't want to blitz them. So in a in a way, you know, you kind you kind of feel bad for Graham. Because he's blitzing, he's being aggressive. He's bringing corners. He's bringing linebackers. Martinez, I think you know Martinez was coming in on a blitz. The play of the touchdown, you know, it. This is why it's a quarterback-driven league. When you have quarterbacks that can make throws like that, can't? Yeah, can't beat him. Yeah. Um.
0: Lewis got burned a couple times. I can't be mad at Ryan Lewis. This guy was up pr- in the practice squad the first no. three weeks. You know. I feel like honestly, for the the fact that he's not picked on more, I feel like is good, you know. Whereas we're not just totally scared of him, where like we were with Corey Ballantyne um, or you know Grant Haley. Like we're just we're not scared of Ryan Lewis being out there, like we have with other corners. So yeah, I know I know he gave up the plays, the penalty. Like I'm not, this isn't like a defense of Ryan Lewis, but I'm not. I just I can't be mad at a guy that was on the practice squad to right. start the season.
1: Um, I follow a very good Dolphins page. I was interviewed by them last season. They're called On the Fin Side, and I actually saw a tweet that was quite interesting from them, where I you know I guess he was watching his first Giants game this year, and he said this is why Ryan Lewis was one of the worst defensive backs on a on the 2019 Miami Dolphins, and I was like really, <laughs> you know because he's been so surprising for us. Um, So, Bobby, you want to be mad at the defense, right? And I, I guess this could be us maybe just talking after the game. You know, maybe we're not confident fully what we saw. We have to go back. We have to rewatch. But I look at the names that were back there, and I look at, you know, Marcus Golden wasn't on the field. How many snaps did Cam Brown get? How many snaps did Devontae Downs get? You know, how many snaps did Nate Ebner get? I can't be... Like really mad. I can't when I see the names that were out there.
0: Yeah, I agree. But when you have a t- when you have when you have a you know a two score lead with you know five minutes left, you you know yeah, and then they take that up. That's where it's like it's like we couldn't even just keep them out of the end zone the last drive. Yeah. I mean, then we get the we get saved on the, the face mask, if, if, the face mask, and then immediately they come and score.
1: That's the, and that's that's almost like. That's almost almost like analytics. I, I'd be interested to see what like numbers say if is it better to expand the field and have more room to throw rather than being on like the three-yard line? Because you even see with teams like the Giants just how difficult it is for teams like the Giants to score. You know when Daniel Jones ran for 80 yards and stumbled down to the end zone, it took him three attempts to, you know, st- uh, punch it in from like inside the six-yard line.
0: Yeah. I don't know what else to say, man. I mean, we struggled in coverage. Yeah. Seemed like they were attacking between the linebackers. Um that first drive of the game where the Eagles scored, which is like for some reason just like the first drive, it's like the first drives of the game and then the last drives of the game is when our everything in between is great for
1: our defense. It's kind of like last year. I mean, everything wasn't great in between, but last year that was that was this team's Bugaboo is getting off to slow starts defensively.
0: Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, on that drive, Peppers on the th- it was a third and one. They ended up going for fourth down and getting it, I think, or whatever. Yep. But on the third and one, you see Peppers like telling downs, like, come on, go, go. And Peppers beats him to the stop, and then everyone's like, oh, good job downs. Like, no, Peppers just beat him. Like, if if Peppers is in there, he gets it. And then on the touchdown, you see before the snap. Pepper, Peppers is like telling him like hey 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 and then they get that long that long play to the 2 yard line and you see Peppers just kind of lose it on downs. Yeah. I don't know why maybe David Mayo's not fully healthy but I'm not a David Mayo fan and I was begging for him to be on the field more than um than old DeVonte Downs. DeVonte Downs stinks.
1: Can't can't blame him. And it's crazy how, you know, and this is why people fault Gettleman, right? This is year three and we were relying on Mr. Irrelevant to be such a vital piece of this defense. You know, that that's where, you know, I hate to get, you know, so like big picture and negative on a reaction pod, but when you have Devontae Downs and David Mayo and they can't get the job done at interior linebacker number two, which, Bobby, you talk all the time about how that position in particular is a position that is dwindling in value. And when we're relying on Mr. Irrelevant and Tay Crowder, last pick of the NFL draft on being so important to this team where it almost feels like everything falls apart without him, and he wasn't setting the world on fire, you know, and this is this is where the anti gettleman people get their you know really have their take.
0: Yeah. Now before the game, Albert Breer, Jay Glazer saying Giants are gonna be sellers. Um t- to shame that wonderful- mentality.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean especially eleven days before the next game. Do you think there's any chance that some of these guys aren't here?
1: Man, it it, it really Depends on what if Mara gives the stamp of approval or not, obviously that's no shit Sherlock. I would like them to explore um trades for Zeitler, maybe. I know, I know we talked about this uh previously, but if you're gonna I don't want to make this offensive line worse on purpose. I know if
0: if if you're gonna They give us a haul, someone offers the first, second, okay. We cannot make this offensive line worse on purpose. Please stop about like we have to stop begging for a fifth round pick to start right now for a guy like. And save me the Kevin Zeitler's regress. He's been the most steady offensive lineman on this team.
1: Yeah, you 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 hopefully can find a partner that is willing to give up something if they really need a guard. Um, that that's what you're hoping. I'm willing they possibly explore something with Dalvin Tomlinson, but Dalvin Tomlinson, I think he continues to play out of his mind. So you you still have this question of, you know, if you trade away Dalvin and you have another team that could possibly extend him on their own terms. You know, that's still a decision that still needs to be made whether it's Leonard Williams, Dalvin, both, which is bananas. Um
0: here's the thing, man. I'm so tired of trading away our good players. Like I get it, but at some point it's like we just got to keep some yeah. of our good players, you know? Like we like Dalvin is, is he's a playmaker from the nose tackle spot. Like can we keep him, you know? I get we have Leonard Williams and we got to reach like but I just want to keep some of our freaking good players. We're so bad. It's like, why do we want to... I don't want to move on from the good, the guys who are consistently good. Yeah. Um, Dalvin's consistently good, you know? Where it's not like an up and down thing. Um, and he's young, too. It's not like, he, you know... It's his fourth year in the league. Yep. So, I just... I get with it's is the one position we have a plethora of talent. But I don't want to move on from Dalvin. He's a very good player. Somebody offers a first... A second, maybe, but... I just don't want to move on from keep moving on from our good players.
1: So, Golden Tate, somebody calls, you say yes immediately, right? Yes. Evan Evan Ingram? Immediately. Ingram, yeah.
0: Golden, yes, even though I I love Golden, but it's like if we're not going to use him, you know, let somebody else. Yeah. And honestly, he deserves to play. He deserves to play on a team. I get we're trying to do this versatile thing, but
1: there's got to be a team out there that would like a pass rusher. Yeah. O'Shane, I mean, if his. If Cam Brown is taking away snaps from uh, from uh, Marcus Golden, I mean what Oshane Zimenez is gonna come back and Golden's gonna be back down to like twenty percent again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. Oh man, yeah, man, it, it's 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 uh it's frustrating, and I mean we this should be a fun ass episode. Should this should have been the funnest episode of the year. And, and and now we're talking about trading guys off yep. at the end of
1: it because that's that's what this game was you know i i i i think my takes were pretty pretty good this week and and a lot of the stuff that i said you know this this was either going to be the game where we're like all right we're in it we're doing it you know we're we're we're, we're 2 and 5 but we're doing it right um or it was going to be the the comeback to reality moment which you know we got a reminder that the giants are a bad team um and yeah they're they're bad
0: they are bad we just fi- we just every time we're in philly we find a way to lose
1: yeah 2013
0: i mean think about how exciting yeah 2013 last time we won there I mean, think about how exciting the eli return was last year and we just find a way to lose against this team yeah uh, that's
1: the best thing that we're at find you know how f- find a way it's the best thing, again. you know. You know how everybody's been saying, "Find a way." Yeah, that's the best thing that we're that we're at, like finding a way to lose. Yes, yes, that is true.
0: So, what do you want to do for next week?
1: <laughs> um, I mean, usually, wouldn't we just stick to our, our our regular business of go back to mailbag Wednesday, and then game preview, uh, game preview for uh, Friday.
0: Yeah, we'll probably do that. The, I would like to do it on Tuesday. The thing is is the film won't come out till Monday night. So it's like we won't have time to really watch it, so we won't have like some and that's that's what sucks about playing on Thursday night. It's like we really don't have much to analyze besides the TV broadcast. No. Um
1: no. We'll, we'll have, you know, uh, yeah, I guess some stats will come out. You know, we'll 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 try to do our best. We, we kind of deserve a little time off. Little
0: yeah, I guess so. We
1: deserve to watch the Steelers Titans game on Sunday afternoon with What's the Monday night game this week? That's a good question. Um
0: Oh it's Rams Bears.
1: We deserve to watch that game with with a clear head because that's hopefully it's gonna, gonna be, be a Bears fan. It's gonna be a good that's gonna be a good game. Um what other nice matchups do we have this weekend? You got a chance to watch the Jets? Bucks Raiders. You have a chance to watch the Jets. That's fun. That'll make you feel better.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh.
0: I can't believe there's Joneslander. That I was surprised. Like I said, I did mute. I, I muted some I, I never have muted I've muted some people, but I've never muted words before. And uh I really do think that's helped. So I'm gonna go to the beach. I'm gonna fry myself this weekend. I'm trying to see do you want thirty we're at thirty seven minutes right now. I feel like we have to waste five minutes here.
1: Do, you, do you, I'm gonna try and find some tweets online. That's what I'm looking at right now.
0: Oh, so we do read dumb tweets. That's yeah, that's, that's 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 what I'm trying. Honestly, night games read dumb tweets is a great segment. So let's read some dumb tweets.
1: A lot of beat reporters. Get these beat reporters off. Um I kinda read a I kinda read a dumb tweet earlier without saying who it was. But if you're smart enough you'll know. You know, one of the people that are negative that say they say that they're right about most of the things that have gone wrong with the Giants organization, but it's simply because they've predicted everything to go wrong. So good for you. Yeah, I hate that. I
0: hate that so much. It's like, and it's such an easy thing to do, is because what happens is, say if you're wrong and the team turns around and wins, it's like, hey, I'm happy to be proven wrong, man. I love winning. This, it's people do make that decision. I mean, we just try to. I mean, we just try. You know, we're
1: always. We I don't know. Oh, I don't know. K- Katie Sharp started to get in, into some Giants stuff. We should uh, we should contact her and maybe rec- what is we, it? I'll work with her on talking analytics. Entering tonight, Daniel Jones had a thirty five point one passer rating when targeting Evan Ingram, the worst for any receiver with twenty plus targets this season. Um, and also, Daniel Jones's eighty yard run in the second, eighty yard run that he had. Was the second longest non-touchdown rush play in Giants history. The longest is 91 yards by Hap Moran on November 23rd, 1930 versus the Packers. So thank you, KT Sharp, the queen of Yankees stats.
0: That was the fastest run since 2018 by a quarterback.
1: and think it was the fastest run at all this year. There was a presidential debate. Um, there was. Vote for us. Yeah, did you know that? License plate No, I I know no, I'm saying there was, not as a question. Um Uh-oh. license plate guy left our stickers. We are in Philadelphia. We are somewhere at the link. That and by the way, I went on this Eagles podcast, Birds Banter, not the
0: guy we had on Kyle. I did go on it with him, but freaking clip me say ask me for a bold prediction and then just clip me saying the bold prediction and I had scumbag Eagles fans in my mentions. I was so pissed off. You
1: should have said Sterling Shepard. You would have been right. Uh,
0: I know if oh if we would have won, I was gonna go back and reply like sorry, I was wrong. Sterling Shepard was gonna be the one beating Darius Slay. Um Oh, the gunner. The gunner on the punt play. Ooh. Wide open, Ballantyne. What the hell was that? You know what's you know it's well, funny? I, how does Ballantyne not see anybody in front of him and think to just even look back? Like just doesn't even throw look back. I mean And Dixon literally pointed at, like, I I don't know how Philly didn't notice it. It was so, like, that was, I, I, that was unbelievable. That was unbelievable.
1: Was he on the Giants' sideline? No, I don't think so. I thought he was. Because if he was on the Giants' sideline, then I'm, then I'm going to judge and I'm, and I'm asking after the game why wasn't there any like why why didn't either he's just deaf he's so locked in Corey ballantyne getting really locked in <laughs>
0: on this punt was that what that was the second quarter or the first quarter i think it was the first well i can find i can figure it out by reasoning by looking at clips and seeing which way this camera's facing
1: yeah i think i think it was the first quarter um Because Time was on the, the far side. I think side. it was
0: second because we were facing. We could see him on the opposite side. Yes.
1: So it was the second quarter.
0: Sorry, I'm trying to find a clip of where I could see the sideline. I don't know. Who cares? We it, we it should have been. It should have happened. It should have happened. I don't think it was on our sideline. <sighs>
1: sad we have hey yeah we have a uh, tom brady to look forward to who oh
0: i did see i see a daniel jones sweet daniel jones played fine but he's got to learn how to heave a football in the closing seconds he didn't give us a chance by throwing check downs and holding on to the ball that long he's not eli that's for sure
1: tom smith he follows me maybe i hope i hope you're not a listener tom what do you want him to do you want him to throw an interception because then you'll hate him for that too
0: he hosts like three podcasts. Oh, good for time. Host of Cape Time with Luke Becker,
1: Smitty and Cellite with Damon Cellite, and Yankee Center with Luke Becker. Maybe if Will Hernandez, Hernandez, maybe if Will Hernandez doesn't get a holding call and then within the first 11 seconds where we run two plays, we have we go for negative 8 yards. You know, just just a thought. Just a thought. 11 yeah. seconds. We go we went negative we went negative 8 yards.
0: I did see somebody saying like Daniel Jones trying to throw that ball so hard to Evan Ingram on the to, on the interception. He
1: put mustard on it. He he put a lot of mustard on it.
0: Well, that's the NFL. I thought his arm was weak.
1: I thought I, I think that was the hardest thrown ball of his entire career. It wasn't that hard. He didn't like he didn't <laughs> curl hop.
0: People act like he curl hopped into
1: it. <laughs> oh, all right. Do do you? I have I have nothing. I have nothing. I kind of I kind of want to. I kinda wanna skedaddle. I gotta be up in four hours.
0: Let me just find one more dumb tweet. That's not political.
1: What, what are we what are we gonna do? What are you gonna do on Saturday? What am I gonna do on Saturday?
0: I'm going to the beach. I'm gonna fry myself. Hmm. My parents have a camper out there, and my mom's out of town, and my dad's screwed up his back, so it's all mine.
1: What am I gonna do? Maybe I'll like go to a park. I'll go for a walk. Maybe like go by like some water
0: and just reflect. Clem tweeted, I'm starting to think Tom Coffin wasn't the problem.
1: Hmm. Good observation. Five years later. <laughs> <laughs>
0: our guy always a, our guy, um, John, formerly known as Afro Skinner, said geez, that's week seven and Matt Lombardo's zoom troubles continue. Oh, nice. That's funny. F- I can't believe they're giving credentials to him still. He's a blogger now. He works for G-Man HQ. Chuck did a better job with that. that. That page showed up on our timeline and was interesting when Chuck ran it. And we need to f- – I, I here, I'm going to DM Chuck because, honestly, I, I haven't heard from him. I'm concerned. He's a Patreon. We, I mean, he, he's never really in
1: – Oh,
0: boy. Now I'm doing it in freaking front
1: of everybody on the podcast, and now I feel like I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. You, nah, screw you, it. E- you egotistical, selfish human being. You reaching out to somebody on air. The last 10 minutes of this show have been a disaster, by the way. Um, give us yeah. a give us a five give us five star ratings on the Apple Podcast app if you're enjoying the show. We didn't ask after we won, so we'll ask now. I, I'm just saying that like
0: Chuck made that page good.
1: Now he aggravated
0: people sometimes, but he made that page relevant and I don't see anything from Lombardo anymore. Cause he sucks, but Wow. I but like I, they don't tweet from that page, they probably just tweet let's look at the page. My favorite let's See if there's anything besides links.
1: My no, nothing. My favorite Matt Lombardo tweet today was coverage sack on the first sack of the game. Um he just tweeted out coverage sack. So I really wanted to reply, Thank you, Matt. But I didn't. I, I refrained myself. I restrained myself. Um coverage sack just finding a way to be negative about something
0: it's literally all links and then retwe- retweets of fan-sided um posting clips chuck totally made it fun
1: Lombardo's. chuck made it fun yeah
0: chuck made that page relevant that's bullcrap
1: usually i hate when people quote tweet just to quote tweet but i loved i love chuck's page because he because he just quote tweeted he literally he interacted with everybody and he made he made a conversation with everybody and that's tough to do yeah all right.
0: Uh oh, Snacks' quote tweeted somebody. Oh I mean, I guess we openly don't like Alec Wilson anymore, so we could just see if he had any. I'm going to look at it from uh, our account where I don't have him blocked.
1: All right, we have we have two minutes left.
0: What what are we have time? Forty six. All right. Let me just. I'll go through real quick. I'm looking from the Simple Man Radio page.
1: He's uh, Snacks is going to be trading uh, Evan Ingram for a turkey sandwich. Oh.
0: Real talk. How was my coverage? Did you guys enjoy everything? The videos and emotion. Hopefully better than the Giants. LOL. 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 Who was that? Alex Wilson.
1: Oh. Oh. LOL.
0: There's the one word to describe this so he gets a bunch. It's almost like he gets paid for replies. You know? know. Yep. Why are we doing this? We shouldn't be doing this right now. I, I love you guys. I really do. I appreciate you guys for listening. Um, and I swear to God, if our Patreon chat starts arguing with each other, we'll just get rid of Patreon. I'm serious. Are they arguing? Mr. Brownstone is literally Giants royalty and someone got mad at him for a sarcastic comment.
1: Oh no. Oh, we can't have this. We have to, we have to sort this out. We have to go. Yeah. No,
0: everybody love everybody. That is the rule of Patreon even if you disagree we don't we don't fight in the patreon no no i will not be tolerated not be tolerated. all right let's end this damn episode all right we appreciate you guys we're gonna take a little time off i guess um i'm gonna rewatch this game right now i'm gonna do the stupid ass formations and blitz tweet that doesn't matter every week but i can i started doing it so i have to continue to do it we'll see you guys sometime next week let's go big blue